Hello and welcome to this vidcast which is devoted to SPAC as a listing instrument for corporations. As suggested in the title, this model is still used by corporations but generates a few question marks which we are going to share in this vidcast. It's not the first vidcast which deals with the SPAC. In October 2020, I was describing the model, how it works, and the investors, and applying that to a company in the biotech business whose name is Immunovant. In June 2021, I was describing Virgin Galactic as a SPAC user for its listing. Today, I would like to propose you an update on SPACs and a couple of other examples which are Quite interesting to illustrate the evolution of SPAC and its potential future. Let me first go back quickly on the vidcast October 2020. October 2020, we already had three quarters of IPOs of SPAC issues and funds raised. The funds raised at that time were quite big. And this is why the title of the vidcast was the year of the SPAC. The end of the year confirmed the beginning of the year with, in a total, 80 billion dollars raised out of 250 something number of IPOs. 2021 was even better for the SPACs because the 80 billion transformed into 160 billion dollars raised and the number of SPACs, the number of IPOs exceeded 600. What is quite stable throughout the years is the average funds raised by each and every SPAC IPO. It's between 250 to $300 million per SPAC, and it started in 2016. Now, the Securities and Exchange Commission gives a definition for the SPAC. It's a company which is created ad hoc. The company has to identify an opportunity and finance a merger and acquisition. The interesting story is that the opportunity is not identified the day you raise the funds. Limited duration for the SPAC. 24 months, if at the end of the period, you have not identified an opportunity, if you give the money back to the investors. You remember the average is 250, 300. The range is 100 to 400 million US. Very important, there must be a sponsor. The sponsor is a fund. It's a capital investment fund. It's a hedge fund or it's an asset management firm. And these people are quite knowledgeable about the business. They bring the business credibility for the SPAC especially when the opportunity is identified. Three main reasons to go through SPACs for an IPO. First, it's less expensive. Of course, you are going to pay fees, but you avoid the roadshow. You avoid plenty of very expensive processes. For me, the most important reason is that it's much, much, much safer. You significantly reduce the market uncertainty and it's much easier when you have to sell to investors a complex business. You don't propose your business to investors. You have a discussion with an investor. And then it's much safer because you can definitely explain and you know the reaction of these people. What is very important is it's quicker as well. It takes three to five months to get public through the SPAC. If you go public through the classical way, it takes more than one year. In one year, what can happen to the market? You don't know. So you understand that it's very, very risky if you want to go through the normal process and much safer using the SPAC. Again, for me, this is the most important point. Steps 
First one, you create a company, limited capital, plenty of shares sold to insiders, the sponsors, some investors, and top managers of the fund. The example I was giving in October 2020 was initial capital, $20,000, peanuts for 2.8 million shares. So the selling price per share was $0.0087. You understand that it's absolutely negligible. Then you list the company as a SPAC and you sell units. Each and every unit is sold for about $10. And in a unit, you have one stock and you have a warrant or a fraction of a warrant you have the right with this call option to buy a new stock at $11.5 per share. This is named the exercise price. How much do you raise? $10 per unit multiplied by the number of units which are sold, less 3.5% generally speaking for fees. Now you have to find a way to finance to pay the fees because you have to give the money back to investors if you don't find an opportunity within the two years. This is why there is a private placement of warrants. Each and every warrant is sold for $0.5 with the same exercise price, 11.5. It pays the fees. If there is no opportunity, if there is no business combination, as it is said, within two years, you have to give the money back to the IPO investors. Now, the insiders, the sponsors, and so on and so forth, they lose the initial capital, $25,000, it's peanuts, but you lose the warrants, and the warrants is about millions of dollars. If there is any business combination, then the insiders, they can convert the initial capital, you remember 0.0087, into ordinary shares, which are supposed to be worth about $10, their nominal and par value. You understand that there is a clear motivation to find a target within two years, and that might lead to conflicts of interest. The example I was giving is Immunovant, which is a company in a biotech business. The announcement is made in October 2019, and the company says, we are going to start phase 2A, beginning of 2020, phase 2B, early 2021. This is why we need funds. The funds which are raised are $420 million. In fact, the SPACs had sold 42 million shares and units at 10 it's 420 and the closing takes place in December. So just a couple of months after the announcement, this is again a very strong motivation to use SPACs. During the first month, it went very well. In the graph which I showed you at that time, the initial stock price was $10 because it's a redemption value of the SPACs that it went up, it went down, it went up, it stabilized and it went up. And when I recall the VidCars, the stock price is $36.75, which is a great success. Then it's going to go up again. It's going to reach a maximum stock price of $52. And the company is going to make an announcement early 2021 Sorry, guys, we have a problem. We have a technical problem and we have to make a pause in clinical dosing, which is obviously an issue in biotech. When the company provides this negative information, the stock price within a few days is down by 75%. And then it's going to go further down because there is no positive information since then. Today's stock price is $5.6. To make the valuation of Immunovant, it's quite simple. You take the quarterly report, the 10Q, December 2021, cash at bank, 527 million, number of shares, 115. You divide one by the other, you get cash per share, 4.6. 
stock price 5.6 a cap and it is worth more or less the cash at bank. Virgin Galactic is another story. The Virgin Galactic vidcast was recorded in June 2021. A few days, a few weeks later, Richard Branson celebrates the first flight, 11th of July, and is drinking a lot of champagne out of that, but the capital markets are not going to be that happy. The stock price of Virgin Galactic is extremely chaotic from the very beginning. From $10 down up to $37, down the volatility up to $54, $55, then down to $15, then up to $56. This is absolutely chaotic. The first flight seems to be a success because Mr. Branson is alive and can drink champagne at the end of it. But the stock price is not a success. It's down by 40%. Why? Because there has been huge technical problem during the flight. As a consequence, the market is absolutely not convinced anymore that there will be commercial trips, even though the FAA gives the approval. Today, the stock price of Virgin Galactic is $10, which is the price of the unit initially. And there is absolutely no guarantee that there is any commercial trip in the future. You understand that Immunovant in the biotech business and Virgin Galactic in the aerospace business, they have something in common. These are very high-risk ventures. Now, there is a debate. There is a controversy about SPACs. Is it really profitable for investors? The answer is, as often in corporate finance, it depends, between quotes. It depends if you calculate the return before or after the merger. You remember, for Immunovant and Virgin Galactic, it was absolutely great at the beginning and a disaster at the end. It also depends on the time period when the SPAC was listed. Now, the Securities and Exchange Commission asked for regulation because they mentioned a potential conflict of interest, which I already discussed. And they said there is probably a problem, an issue in the quality of information. For a number of reasons, including the recent events, there is much less activity in 22. And today, there are more than 600 SPACs which are looking for the opportunity and urging a deal a growing number of redemptions because they get at the end of the two-year period. And so there are some problems. Still, there are some deals which are concluded and I would like to briefly give you some information about Lanvin in the luxury business and Allego public electric vehicle charging network. Lanvin is part of the Fosun conglomerate, a Chinese company based in Hong Kong. Fosun is a diversified conglomerate in which you can find pharma companies, healthcare, and you can find also tourism like Club Méditerranée and Lanvin. And they want to list Lanvin through an IPO. What they communicate is a strong growth, 31% growth for the sales volume. Yes, but for the future. And they don't give much information about the past, except some which I'm going to discuss in a minute. They say how oh, the growth in Greater China is going to be absolutely fantastic, multiplied by five. Yes, in the future, from 21 to 25. Though they don't give information, they sell a forecast to the investors. About PL. Well, we have an idea about history called PL now. It was 410 million euros of sales in 2019, which was still a normal year. 2021 is down, but it's not normal because of the pandemic. 
In 2021, it is 300 and something, so it's not yet full recovery. And hopefully there will be full recovery in 2022 with 470 million. And then later on, there will be an increase by almost 200 million euros per year. But it's about the future. What about profitability? The company generates losses today, minus 25% in 2021 EBITDA to revenues. They say we are going to progressively bring the company towards profitability and break even in EBITDA terms. It's supposed to be reached in 2024, which is absolutely not guaranteed. Now, the company suggests that there is a very nice potential upside opportunity in terms of valuation. The enterprise value to revenue is 2.7. The moment the deal is made, we are going to discuss that in a minute. And they say, oh, LVMH is 4.8. Moncler is 5.9. And they give some other examples which suggest this opportunity. This information is a little bit optimistic because if you look at LVMH and Moncler and you have the information in some videos inside the e-academy, these companies are immensely profitable. So it's not fair to compare on the enterprise value on revenue when Lanva is generating strong losses, LVMH and Moncler generating strong profits. This is about the quality of information. Then the company says the enterprise value is only 2.7 years of full year sales. Yes, but full year 22. It's much more if you compare with 21 and certainly with 20. Then the company provides some technical details. They say the cash in is going to be $500 million. But you understand my opinion on that. It's quite optimistic. Aligo is a very different picture because the company exists and the company exists with historical background revenue growth more than 100% per year. The company is already profitable with 28,000 public charging ports. The company generates a gross margin of 30% and is already a bit DA positive. What is very interesting is that the capacity is installed, but the current utilization rate is very low, 7.6%. So you understand that without investing any additional penny, if you saturate the existing capacity, you are going to keep on growing the revenues. And as it is a fixed cost business, you have a fantastic upside potential for the EBITDA. Another information is that we have a network which we own and operate by ourselves and we provide high-value services for big names like Nissan, Carrefour or Shell. We have a possibility to grow the own and operate business and the service business which are again profitable. Now the company is disclosing the business economics of a new project. A new project is a site. A site requires 300,000 euros Initially, then 100,000 in capital expenditures every two years. If you look at the evolution of revenues with utilization rates, which remain quite conservative, what happens? You generate an internal rate of return without any subsidies of 45%. The payback period is four years. The utilization is supposed to be minimum seven years. 
If you add subsidies, you shorten the payback period from 4 to 3.6 years. You increase a little bit the internal rate of return from 45 to 47-48%. But that's a highly profitable based on track record. So you understand that Allego is a different picture in terms of information and prospects. A few comments to conclude. Well, it's about financing risk and it's about financing development. It was the case for Immunovant for Virgin Galactic. It's a case for Lanvin and it's a case for Allego. At the end of the day, this is a role of capital markets to finance risk and the development of companies which need gross financing for their future. Interestingly, SPACs played a role which is troubleshooting in the IPO process, a little bit against the investment bank business which generates very fat fees. But the SPAC industry generated also some controversy about potential conflict of interest. Now it's very much down. Is it the end of it? The answer, in my opinion, is no. Is it maturity? Yes, probably. But then there should be an improvement in the quality of information. Is it going to be provided by regulation, imposed regulation or self-regulation? That's another story. But if you look at Lanvin on one side, Allego on the other side, you understand that there is still some room for improvement in terms of quality of information. And what we can hope for these two companies is a little bit more success in terms of investors' return compared with Immunovant and Virgin Galactic pre-merger and definitely post-merger as well. Thank you very much.